Oh! 
your hallelujah to him. just doing was singing a song that just came out of her heart what she felt right there was Lord I love you and she started to sing it you didn't see it on the screen because it came from her heart so what we're about to do here for just a moment we're just going to play instrumentally and there's nothing the Lord loves more than to hear the sound of your song the sound of your voice singing something that came from your heart he, this is a love song and a love story he really just wants to hear what you have to say to him. We're here for him. We want to give him what he wants. He wants to hear your song. He wants to hear what you say. It's not about how you sound. Don't worry about that. We were just in a class about the shofar, the thing they blow that looks like a ram's horn. And it was about releasing this sound that clears the airways for the kingdom. For It's announcing the presence of the Lord. So your voice is like that shofar now because the Holy Spirit of God lives in you. So let that shout out. Sing to him what is in your heart to him only. So we're going to get out of the way. We're going to get out of the way. Don't be distracted by us. We're just going to be your background music. Give him a song. Give him a song.
So this, this is a time also just to allow your heart to say, Lord, what do you want? What is it you want me to do? What do you want to hear? He may drop a word for you to give to someone. He may say, go pray for this person. Pray healing over this. He may show you a vision that you need to share. Ask him, Lord, what is it you want to say to me? What is it you want to hear from me, Father? I'm here for you. This is your time. What do you want, Father? Just seek and see what he says.
just let them just let them move right there. tell you where I go when I do this. I just get in a thankful mode. I, I, I get into a mode where I just start thinking about all the wonderful things that he's done in my life. And, and I can just spend hours and hours and hours thanking him for being there. But I think what he's laying on my heart is that I think there's some people that don't understand how much he loves you because you're probably going, there's a blockade up. I don't hear him. I, I can't feel him. I think he's mad at me. I did something wrong. Uh, he's not over that. He, uh, I, I feel all this this morning. Uh, and you need to break out of that because he's, he, he's going to open up and just love on you when you let him love on you. But what stops us is our own thinking. What stops us is what we think about ourselves. He doesn't think about us the way we think about us. You understand that? He breathed life into us. He formed us from dust, breathed life into us in his image. He loves us, right? And, and the more you understand that, that it doesn't matter what you've done or what you've been through or what you've done in the past, that he loves you and he wants to spend time with you. You got to get that out of your mind. And when you get that out of your mind and you literally just thank him and spend time with him, in a moment like this, he'll start speaking to you. He'll start loving on you. You'll start feeling his presence. But we are the, the we are the blockade. We are the ones that, that that put the put the wall up that says, Ah, you don't want to talk to me, Lord, because I know I ain't been to church in eight years. He doesn't care. He's happy you're here. He knew you were gonna be here today. <laughs> He's like, it's about time I saw you again, right? So Look, we got to get our own minds out of our mind. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Got to get our own minds out of our mind. Like we can't keep thinking about and analyzing how we think he responds to who we are and what we do. Because he'll blow your mind. He'll be like, you don't understand how good I am and how much I love you and how much I want to do this. So, look. Okay, audience participation. You ready? Okay, so I want I want a show of hands of how many people have never sat in a moment with just instrumental music and just worshiped. Show of hands. Who's never done that where you just have music play? All right, nobody. I got like five, six, seven people. Good. Here's the thing. We have been trained, like, like this world, like, like America has been trained that you're going to come in and we're going to put music on the screen and the worship team's going to sing that and all you're going to do is sing the words. That's what we've been trained to do our entire church life. Is there anything wrong with that? No, I'm not saying that's like the most illegal thing to do in the world. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you get into this moment where you're just singing what somebody else is singing and you're not singing what's from your heart. So what happens to me when I'm going through those moments is I don't even hear those words or see those words. He takes me to another place. So basically I'm singing something in my heart anyway. It just doesn't match the words on the screen. So what I asked them to do was get rid of the words because the words will pull you away from what God's trying to speak to your heart. The words are going to pull away from what he's trying to tell you because you're focused on the words and not focused on him. So this is not normal. It's different. Difference good. Like we don't have to fit into a box all the time. Sometimes we've got to release that and say, Lord, what do you want? 
What do you want us to do? How do you want it to be? Man, and then these are the moments when he can come in and minister to us and love on us. And it can be just a straight on, one-on-one, you and him. And man, sometimes it's, you don't have to sing a song. You're like, yeah, but I'm hor-. don't sing then. Just tell him how much you love him. That's all it is. It's a moment for you and him to come face to face. You can feel the love of the Father face to face. That's what that word means. It says, in the beginning, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they were cross. They were face to face. It means they were so close that you could smell their breath. It wasn't like I saw him. It's I was cross. I was face to face with him. And he says, you can be face to face with me. You can't, you don't be ashamed, don't any of that, none of that matters. He says, come and be that close to me that that, that you can feel me close to you because I love you that much. Man, that's what he wants to tell us this morning. That's why we got to take some time out of what's normal and what's a what's a flow of everybody gets used to. And like, like I said, I'm not knocking anything. I think we can worship that way. And, and man, I've had some amazing worship services where all we do is sing what's on the screen. What I'm saying, if you want something different, try something different. Man, sometimes we just got to go into it a different way and let him do what he wants to do. Did you have a word, Mei Mei? You know, sometimes we go through things and we don't know what to say. You know, when they say they won't, you know, you just talk to God. Sometimes you don't know what to say. You just, God knows your heart. So when you feel that, at times just say, Jesus. Just over and over and over, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because wherever Jesus is, he's the light, and the darkness can't stay. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going through your mind, because our minds race all the time, but the Father wants us to know that he knows our heart. So just call him. When you don't know what to say, he knows what your heart is trying to say. So just call Jesus. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, you can... Um, <laughs> you can go into Matthew 4 I think it's Matthew 4 Matthew 5 we can just go right into the Sermon on the Mount the Beatitudes you'll start realizing that how much he wants to bless you doesn't matter what's going on in your life he's there so something will align with that something will tie up with that so I challenge you to go to go read that I'm not going to read through that right now I just know that uh, man He's a comforter. He wants peace in your life. He wants you to feel loved. You know, we come together to worship like this as a family to love on him. That's why we do this. This is for for nothing else but him. This is not for you. It's for him. So, so, So the more we can get focused on him in a corporate gathering like this, where we can just say, Lord, we love you, the more room we make for him to do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and where he wants to do it. So hopefully that explains it a little bit more, (laughs) why we're doing what we're doing. So after I explain that, now I want to just take a moment and let's go back into that. Let's posture our heart different. Let's posture ourselves at his feet. Let's spend a little bit more time telling him how much we love him, how thankful we are for what he's been doing in our life, what he's done in our life, what he's about to do in our life. If we actually submit to that, if we actually let him do what he wants to do. So let's just spend a little bit more time in worship. And man, if you didn't do it before, do it now. Just cry out to him, let him know. Let him know how much you love him. Come on, let's worship him.
Brian has said it for us to sing out. If it was your favorite football team, your favorite basketball team, your child playing a sport, you would give them much more praise than you are giving our Father. This is not the time to sit down and be quiet. You are honoring and worshiping the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Open up your mouth, people, and worship our God. Open up your mouth, people, and give him what he deserves. Don't sit here quiet like you don't know who he is and what he has done for you. If you were somewhere else, we could hear you miles away, but you come in here Sunday after Sunday, and you are quiet. You are not worshiping and giving honor and praise and power to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. How dare you? How dare you come in here and sit down and be quiet? I'm not saying it's not a time for that, but you have got to release what is in you. The song says, you have a lion inside of your lungs. Release what is inside of you, people of God. Release what is inside of you, people of God. Yes, we are peculiar people. No, this is not normal for me. But when the Lord tells me to move and speak, I have to obey him. Open up your mouth, people, and give him praise. So the Lord gave me this vision while we're doing this. It is so intense. I see the most massive wall of water you can ever think of. It's just beyond my scope. And it's literally surging against this wall. And this wall is massive. And it's just buckling. And then I just saw it break through. And it just covered the land. And it was like everything came to life. I feel like there is such a breakthrough when you just decide to let the river of heaven flow through you, every block you got in the way, you say, Lord, it is defeated on the cross. I will throw it at your feet. Let your river flow. All he wants is what's best. Who would know better what we need than the Lord? There's not a man. There's not a man that knows, only him. He said, just throw it down at his feet and let his river flow. It will change everything.
Jesus. Thank you for boldness, Father. We thank you for this time this morning, Lord. I just want to share, I guess, a testimony. What Nicole said about the stadium is what I gave on Monday. I told the believers we was in prayer that the stadiums, as football season kick off, man, they're in the stadiums worshiping their God, football players on the field. Like she said, when you come in the house of God, that there's silence. And so the word, basically, we need to worship is what she gave. And that's what I saw on Monday. I had a vision that the stadium's full, but God told me they worship the football players, but they can't even come to my house to worship me. And so that was just confirmation on Monday when we was in prayer. So that was a great, on time, perfect timing of a word. So that's a great word this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So, Father, we worship you. We do. And we love you and we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. So thankful, Lord, that we get to come together and do this. We're thankful for what you're doing in our lives and in us and through us. Lord, I thank you for the changes I see in people, Lord, just the, from the little things to the big things, Lord. So we're so thankful for that. We're thankful for your presence and what that presence does. So, Lord, just we ask you to have your way now. Have your way in this house. Have your way in this service. Continue to move and do what you want to do. Father, we just surrender it all to you. We just surrender it all to you. Not hearing anything else, so Father, we just uh, we we turn it over to you. We ask you to have your way, Father. As we get prepared for this, we're gonna prepare uh, for offering this morning. So we'll have a while we break. We, we'll do a we usually do like a ten minute break if you're new here. So uh, but it'll be an opportunity to give. We'll have uh, some baskets up here. We have ways to give online. Um, man we just want you to understand that everything you do man allows us to go do other things in the kingdom and that's what it's all about being obedient to him and that's what we talked about before this is this is an opportunity for you to give what god put on your heart so uh, we can go bless people and do amazing things and uh, because of that we get to do lots of things so there's ways to give online there'll be offering buckets up here so um so father right now we just thank you and we love you we i thank you for people that just want to come out and worship you i thank you for a peculiar people that, that want to come out and just love you father that, that they just they don't mind what everything looks like lord they just want to come worship you we thank you for that we thank you that you're using us to reach a, a city a nation a world lord i mean just the fact that we can go do things that you ask us to do based on giving lord so we thank you for that and i thank you that you're going to put it on the hearts of those this morning to give and Father, we just pray for obedience in that, whatever that looks like, Lord, so we can continue to do what you want us to do. So, Father, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said amen, amen. Come on, one more shout of praise for the King.
We're going to release our children now during this. So if your children are here and they want to go back to the children's ministry, uh, we're going to bless them. So, Father, touch the children, touch the teachers and the leaders today, Lord. We ask for wisdom and knowledge for our kids. Use this next generation. Fill them up. Saturate them with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. We'll be right back, y'all. to the shadows you bring a brightness to all the shadowy places you're the one that turns on the lights it's your loving kindness it's your loving kindness Turning on the lights, turning on the lights, turning on the lights. It's your loving kindness, turning on the lights, turning on the lights. It's your beauty and your mercy. It's the blood of Jesus healing our minds, turning on the lights. You're turning on the lights. You're turning. 
of your love, the brightness of salvation, the brightness of your goodness and your mercy and your grace. Turn on the lights, God, turn up the brightness. Living in our brakes. Like, give me five and take ten. Like, give me ten and take twenty. That's it. All Jen's fault. Is that good? Is that too hot? Are we good out there? Is that a little loud? You guys good? Can you hear me? All right. All right. All right.
Uh, and every week it's something different. Uh, today it was, why do we blow the shofar? So that we're trying to teach people why we do things. This is all, this is the teaching aspect, the uh, knowledge stuff. So we have the big horn in the back that Mike blows. So he taught a class on that this morning. So if people were curious about it, he said, let me tell you about this thing. And it's powerful and it's awesome. And I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. Um, we also have several things going on throughout the week. So Monday night prayer uh, this week, it's going to be awesome because I believe we're also going down to the park. We're going to be praying at the park this week. Um, so we're going to cover the park once again uh, because we're going to go down into the village green in Millbrook and we're going to pray over that whole thing. And if you hadn't done that with us before, it's amazing. So that's Monday night prayer. Meet here. We stay here for about five, 10 minutes and we all go down to the park in Millbrook and pray over that. That's important. Because I'll skip right to it. This week is praise in the park, right? So this week is praise in the park. And get excited about that. Once a month, we go down and we actually do live worship, free food. This one's going to be Saturday at 6 p.m. So what we like to do is go down and pray over the whole park before we do that. And we get it, get it prepared so we can go down there and love on people, uh, pray for people, worship. Uh, it's going to be good. We're teaming up with several other churches. How many this time? Six churches this time that are going to be worshiping with us. Um, it's awesome. Courts of Praise, uh, Brother Bo and them, they're going to be there. They actually, uh, um, they're actually going to uh, cover the cost of the food this time. So thank you, brother. We, we appreciate that, which is awesome. So they want to be part of that. Um, they're finally back from their travels. So uh, we'll have Rachel down there and, uh, and Brother Bo. So it'll be a good one. So please get on out there with us. Come, come hang out with us. See what God's doing on Saturday evening at 6 p.m. It's going to be good. I'm excited about it. Let's see, Wednesday nights, get your kids here, your students here. They can't do life alone. Uh, we have phenomenal ministries for them, so please get out here uh, and drop them off so they can be uh, plugged into all the students and kids on the campus. We'd love to have them out here. Uh, this week also is a busy week because Thursday is our food drop. So at 7 in the morning, we show up down there at Air Now and with the uh, food pantry, uh, the Welcome Food Pantry in Millbrook, we are part of that. Uh, we support them uh, not only financially, but we have a member on the board. Mike is on the board down there. So if you have questions, talk to Mike. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we go down there and this, this Thursday morning, man, we've, what they do is we get over 300 families show up to get food. We have a big food truck that comes in. And while these cars are lined up and waiting, some of them get there by like four in the morning. And they're just lined up and we get to go around and we bless them with a donut and coffee, but we get to pray for each person. We get, we've getting to know them. We're getting to love on them and they're getting to know us. And man, we just, it's all about changing the atmosphere everywhere we go. And we believe what God's doing in this community and how he's using us in the community. Um, and this is part of it. So please, if you can be out there uh, Thursday, come join us. We're going to have a good time uh, on Thursday. And I already talked about praise in the park. So thank you. We will need help with that. If you want to help, uh, we usually meet here around three o'clock to gather all the stuff, uh, grill and all that stuff and coolers. So if you're, you can get here by three on Saturday to help us load up everything and get down there and set up everything. That'd be great. Uh, and I know the worship team will probably need some help. What time are you guys loading up? Uh, loading up the van the day before and then going down. So um, yeah, they like to do stuff the day before. So if you're free on Friday, <laughs> you can be here and, and load up the van with Ryan. 
but they, they have to load up everything. So we, if we have a whole set that we take down there. We don't really take a whole bunch from up here, but we have everything. We've been blessed to have the ability to, to have an outside setup. So, but we still got to load that stuff up, put it in the van, take the seats out of the van, transport everything. Uh, a lot of work to do to make this happen, but man, we're making a difference and that's huge. Um, so be part of that. Small groups, uh, our next season's coming up for that and it's gonna kick off. Uh, Rally Day will be the 3rd of September. Next Sunday will be our actual training for that. And what I mean is come out, it'll be right after service, right in here. We just get to sit down and talk a little bit. So if you've got a, something on your heart about leading a group, leading a ministry in that aspect, come talk to us about that. Be here on that Saturday so we can talk about that. Uh, and then on rally day, all that is, is we have all those tables set up so you can actually find something you're interested in and get plugged in and start doing life with other people, which is really cool. Uh, and then they start the following day uh, if they want to start the following day. All right. The big thing uh, coming up too is uh, our family picnic, which is on the 10th of September. So the 10th of September, we have our family picnic. It's going to be down at the YMCA. Bring your favorite dish. Uh, it's the Bradford branch down here. We're going to play basketball. We're going to have swimming. We have baptisms. So instead of doing baptisms in here, we figure we have the whole pool. Why not baptize in the pool? So so we're going to do baptism. So if you want to get baptized, let us know about that because that'll be part of that while we're down there. We're just going to go in and, and dunk some people. <laughs> I love it. But no, it's going to be baptisms down there too. It's going to be fun. So come on out. Uh, where'd Aiden go? Oh, you didn't even say anything. Remember what I did to you last time on the court? Yeah, you don't even remember, do you? You don't even remember, do you? Come on, I'm bringing it back, brother. Uh, I'm wearing my headband and everything. Tube socks up, it's coming, baby. I've been practicing just for you. They're all the way up. They're all the way up. <laughs> it's going to be good. So uh, awesome stuff. We look forward to that, guys. That's just a lot of fun right there. That same Sunday, we actually have Meet the Family. So what that is, that same Sunday at nine o'clock in the kingdom class, it'll be meet the family. So if you're new or you haven't met all the elders and trustees and staff and all that stuff, it's a great time. We meet at the annex at nine. We just kind of talk about things and you get to ask questions. You get to hear what God's laid on our heart. It's a great opportunity to just get to know everybody. Um, so then you get to hang out in there with them, then come to service and then go over. It is right after service. So that's, I'd say it's two o'clock. So that's not really right after service sometimes. <laughs> But that Sunday, it won't be right after service. It, it, I'm going to make sure you get out of here in time so you can go get what you need to get and then be over there. Last announcement, because I feel like this is all about announcements. I feel like I'm some kind of announcement machine. Today, we're trying to help out uh, Darlene from Courts of Praise. She's moving into her house. So we went over and helped her get out of a house, put it in storage. Now we're moving her back today at 2.30. If that's something you have time to help move stuff from Deetsville Highway storage out to Clanton, uh, there's a U-Haul truck. We're just trying to get people together to help with that. So if you have some time on your hands today and you want to help out with that, get with Kevin. Uh, and Kevin can uh, have all that information and get you there and, and take care of stuff. So we appreciate that. Uh, we're just going to help out any way we can. Um, all right. That's good. Let me pray so we can jump into some stuff. Father, we love you. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for today. I thank you for everybody here. I just thank you for this family. And I thank you what you're doing in and through us. So, Lord, I just ask you to touch my heart, touch my lips. Let this be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we have uh, been in a series for 10 weeks now called Shine. Um, 
And man, we've been shining, let me tell you. Uh, we've been walking through some stuff. We've been doing some stuff in the community. We've been getting plugged in in so many ways. And everywhere we go, we're supposed to be the light. We're supposed to, you know, be a light to darkness everywhere we go. We're supposed to resemble him in everything we do everywhere we go. Um, so we've been kind of hooked on this for 10 weeks now. So if you like series, this has been 10 weeks. I never know how long we're going to talk about something. I just know that every time God lays it on my heart, that we're just going to keep talking about it. And sometimes it's repetitive and sometimes we need to hear it again just so we can stay uh, on the same page. So uh, we had a big week this week, um, myself and my wife and, and, and our family. So we had a lot of things going on and we had lots of opportunities to actually go shine in multiple different places. Um, and that's why this is important. We're actually going to come out of scripture um, today uh, out of John 4. 34 through 38. So if you have your Bibles, you can open that up. Um, but yeah, we've done a lot of things this week. It's been a really busy, 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 busy week, which is good sometimes, right? It's really good sometimes. But in everything we do, I always say that, that we're doing something for the Lord. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be in ministry to do something for the Lord. You don't have, you know, you can do ministry and be, and do stuff for the Lord in anything you do. So it doesn't matter if you're, you're working at school or you, you work in the medical clinic or whatever it is you do, wherever you work, you can actually um, let him work through you in those situations. And that's important. Um, because this is, uh, this, this whole week for us has been what I call planting seeds, uh, planting, planting seeds all week long is what it seemed like. So I'm going to kind of jump into that and talk about that. I want to read this scripture and that's just going to lay the baseline for probably where I want to, where I want to go. And it says in verse 34, it says, then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know, the saying four months, Four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants and another harvests," And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others are, have, had already done the work and now you will get to gather the harvest. Okay, so a lot of times people would talk about the harvest here. I wanna talk about being the people that go and do the work and plant. Okay, because everywhere we go, we are planting a seed. Everything you do in your life, you are planting a seed. It's either a good seed or a bad seed. But what you do will make an impact on somebody like a seed makes an impact in, in the earth. Right, so, so what seed are you planting? And, and it, this is where it kind of hit me because this week we had an opportunity, I had an opportunity to really stay busy with another friend of mine and we got to build a garage. So yeah, this is a 25 by 25. All it was was a concrete slab and him and I were gonna go build a garage. Um, and at first we had four days, but then uh, Jules' uncle who passed away, we had his funeral in Missouri so I had to cut off a day. So we had three days, which I thought was great because I think you can raise anything in three days, <laughs> right? So I was determined that in three days, we were gonna have that garage completely done and raised up and, 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 and dried in, which we did. 
So we did three, three days of work, got this thing all done. Uh, but while I was doing it, it was really awesome because I wasn't just putting a garage together. We were building relationships. We were talking with the family that, that actually owns the property. Uh, we had a young uh, a guy that came and joined us to help us out and got to pour into his life and speak into him. So everything we were doing was planting a seed. And if you've ever been on a construction site, it's not always the greatest topics, but on our construction site, it's totally different. Like the only topic's Jesus. We're like, you don't understand. God, we're happy the whole time. We're sitting out there with like 113 degree heat temperature, whatever that thing was, and we're sweating out everywhere. Like, and I don't give breaks, so we don't eat lunch. Like, I said, we got three days, man. Jesus didn't take a break. Like, we ain't taking a break. We're going to push through this thing. We're going to get this garage up. Um, so we didn't, and we worked pretty long days. We'd get up at five or get out there, leave, leave at five 30 and, and try to get home by four or five o'clock every day to make sure we could, we could get this thing done. Cause I knew we were shortened on a day and all this stuff, but the whole time we were planting the whole time. So we were doing something physically with our hands, with skills and knowledge that we have, but we were planting and, and God brought us somebody that we could pour into the entire time we were doing that. So he was getting, Peter is also a pastor. So he had two pastors building a garage in three days with somebody that, that didn't know who we were. It was pretty awesome. We just kept calling each other preacher. So he just went along with it. We're like, <laughs> you wonder why we're happy. We're jumping up and down as we're sweating and, and nothing. Yeah, everything you did, like normally if something goes wrong, there's some words that could be thrown out there. But we were just like, thank you, Lord. And the whole time we're just like, man, doesn't it feel good out here? It's nice and cool. Lord bless us with a breeze. You're like, no. But anyway, it's the seed we planted. And, and the point is, is we planted something. We don't know. We're, we probably won't be around for the harvest of that, right? Because it takes a while for that seed to actually germinate and grow and turn into something. And in that meantime, it has to be watered. There has to be somebody pouring into it. There has to be something. And if you went to Ginger's kingdom class about water and science and everything, like it just blew in my mind this morning. I'm just like, whoa, like the living water has to pour into the seed so that thing could actually grow. So you got to think about this. So you, the one time you meet somebody, you might plant a seed. The next time you meet them, you might water that because they're going, why are you so different? And why is this different? And, and this is just like, you can't be this way all the time. And you're like, well, yes, I can be this way all the time. The only reason why you can't be the nicest person in the world all the time is because you choose not to be the nicest person all the time. So you can do it, right? So people go, that can't be like, yeah, it is. So every time you see them now, it's another opportunity to water uh, because seeds need water. So what kind of seed you plant is important. Like this week also, as I'm doing that, I'm getting home and I'm trying to cut my grass, which is still hot. And then I'm, you know, we have a bunch of dirt. I moved a whole bunch of dirt at the house and, you know, I had a bobcat for a couple of weeks. And when you get a bobcat that can move anything, you just move anything, right? So I cleared all this stuff and I had all this dirt and I needed grass. So I had a bunch of hay. So I'm throwing hay. And what's happening when you throw hay? All these seeds are falling out, man. And I'm just sitting there going, come on, Lord. You're just throwing seeds everywhere. Everything I do is a seed. That's how I knew this morning uh, what to talk about. Because I had no clue what to talk about this morning till four o'clock, um, which was really awesome. So, uh, but he just kept showing me all these things he's been doing just in this last week. And he said, 
You need to talk about seeds. You need to talk about what people are doing. So he showed me that. So what, why do you do that with hay? Well, one, the hay keeps the moisture in and the seed goes in and it, it creates roots under the ground. And if I'm correct, Ginger, the roots bring in more of the water that comes down from, from the sky through that whole process you showed us, right? Because you're smart. And it, so, it, you know, the rain comes down and then it magically goes up and then comes down. That was close, wasn't it? Really good. I'm telling you, I'm a scientist of something. So, so here's why it's so important. You don't know who's planting the seed and who isn't. So as we walk around as human beings, right, our job is to be saturated with his love. Our job is to be saturated with it. When something's saturated, and I've talked about this before, uh, it's like a sponge. If you take a sponge and you dip it and saturate it in water and walk around, that water's dripping off from it everywhere it goes. Right, So we should be so saturated that the living water of him, everywhere we go, is dripping on the seeds, helping feed the seeds. This is because you don't know what somebody else already did. Like, like, and there, there'll be times when we get to actually do the harvesting, and it's great. But, but there are times when you have no clue. Like, I'm thankful that I have a family here that is planting seeds in my daughter. I think that's absolutely amazing because I have no clue what people are saying to her. All I do is I've seen a rapid change in her life, which is phenomenal. And I'm like, thank you, people, because now we're seeding and watering and taking care of things. That's what this is all about. It's, it's about being a, a good seed. And then if you're not seeding it, then are you actually so saturated yourself? Are you so in love with him? Are you so in relationship with him that everywhere you go, that's the only thing that comes out of you? Look, I did a funeral. I was at a funeral last week. We had to go to Missouri uh, Friday to, for Jules' uncle who passed away. So we went up there. Um, so I had a funeral this week. And when we got up there, they gave me an opportunity to speak. Well, you'd never give the pastor an opportunity to speak at a funeral. Um, but anyway, I had a chance to speak and the whole time, I, you know, this is kind of what's flowing through my head is how short life is, right? How short it is. Like we have such a limited time, you know, and I, I tend to read, I tend, what's that? Oh, I, I thought you were telling me something. You're really good at giving me signs. So I didn't know, I got to work my, but, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, so I'm up there and I'm thinking to myself like, I like to share a poem called The Dash. I share it quite a bit when I do this, but it always talks about the dash is only the time on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. It's just that little dash. And I always tell people, I said, what are you doing in the dash? Because the dash is all we get. We're here for a limited amount of time, right? Eternity's forever, but we are here for such a short period of time. What are you doing in that short period of time to make a difference for the kingdom? Not for you. See, we get so caught up with us and we think it's all about us because we're like, I get one life. No, you don't. You get one moment on earth, right? And when you're here, you are only created in his image for his kingdom. <laughs> so if you forget why you're here, you'll go do whatever you want to do for yourself, which is selfish, right? And it's hard to do anything good when you're selfish, because then it's all about you. It's about what you want, where you want to go, and how you want to do it. And, and that turns into a huge problem in this walk. So we go up there, and I'm thinking about this. And we're around family that we, I haven't seen in a long time. Some of them were like, we think we know them. There's a lot of people at this funeral. It was pretty good. It was an amazing funeral. Um, and so we're trying to speak to them and talk to them. And I realize while I'm there, man, we're planting. We're there just to let people know. 
that they're loved, where they're in, and it, it's a huge, like, it's just different when you're doing this with family. So either way, we are up there, we're with family. Some of the people, uh, which is absolutely awesome, we love being around them. Um, Shannon and Corey, we love you guys if you're watching. We love your kids. It's just so awesome to be around people that you don't only get to pour into maybe every four or five years. And when you get there, it's immediate and there's love and they're just, they remember you and you're just like, man, this is good. So now we're watering, right? So we got to understand this whole thing about seed and water and how important it is. Um, because you never know once, once again, who's going to do what. And so like this week, so what I found out this week was my mom. So my biological mom who lives in Florida, she has, we found out this week she has terminal lung cancer. And so hospice called and said, hey, she's going to probably pass within a week. Um, so I have not had a chance to pour into my mom in nine years. You're like, pastor, are you serious? Yeah, nine years. I hadn't seen her in nine years, right? So all I can do at this point, because she's on a ventilator, is pray that somebody planted a seed. That somebody like you, who felt the, the presence of God, that somebody like you that felt that, literally obeyed him and went out and planted a seed that they loved her so much that there was a seed planted in her because I don't know and I can't even ask her, right? So, so you get to this point where if you're not actually doing what God tells you to do, it's, it's hard to understand what he's actually doing. Like if he would have told me, hey, go talk to your mom and, and like introduce me to her and let's sit down and have a conversation, I would have done that. But nine years ago, I wasn't in the same place I am now, right? Not in the same place that I am now. So I have to rely on somebody else's seed. So I only tell you that because how many things have God, has God put inside of you, which was going to be a seed planted in somebody, did you say no to? Yes. And how many things did you say yes to? Because you might not ever see that harvest, but man, you're planting the seed. And it could be eternal. I'm telling you, it doesn't take much. It just takes being a good person. It takes doing what God wants you to do when he wants you to do it. Ah. But a lot of times we get tired of that. We get weary of that. We get just tired. And we're like, man, all I'm doing is planning and I'm not getting anything. All I'm doing is planning and I'm not seeing anything. All I'm doing is, is this all the time. And why don't I see the harvest? Why don't I see this? That's not for us to know. So we can't get tired of doing what God asks us to do. All we're called to do is live for him in everything we do, right? All right, so I'm gonna find, I've got a lot of scripture and I wrote a lot of stuff down. Let me go find the one I want. Um, let's go to Philippians uh, 1, 27. Because I believe this is where God's telling us exactly how we're supposed to live and everything that we're supposed to do. I love it when I hear pages flipping. It's the sound of a Bible. <laughs> or just do, 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 do. Oh, you don't have either. <laughs> I know where you come from. <laughs> All right, let's pick it up in verse 27. It says, living, and this is the title of it. Sometimes they title stuff, live as, a, as citizens of heaven. It says, above all, 
You must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, this is Paul talking. He said, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. It says, don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that you are going to be, dis- that you, that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have, you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past and you know that I'm still in the midst of it. So here, what we have is when we do what we do when we plant seeds the way we plant seeds, uh, sometimes we do it as a team. So as a church family, we need to be in unity on one path for him at all times. What that means is that we can't come as a family and say, well, I have a better idea than that person. So I'm gonna inject my, my vision and my purpose into what this family wants to do because God's put us on a path. He's given us leaders, we're moving forward. So as we go into the city, as we go into the prisons, as we go into all these places, we have to be in unity on one page. Now, we can all have different gifts in that. We can all do different things in that. We're all given a different thing to do in that. We've all been, we all have different purpose in that. But as a family, we have to be in unity. And when you're in unity, things happen in a magical way. Uh, It reminded me that I wanted to talk about the seeds that were planted from this church into our family in Missouri. Because we showed up and they said, we thank your church for sending us cards. So we have a card ministry called Coffee coffee club, right? So we have a bunch of people in our church that send cards out for birthdays and anniversaries and sympathy cards and all this stuff. We got up there and they're like, your church sent us cards. I'm like, that that was a seed. That's the seed. That's what I'm talking about. They go, somebody loves us in Alabama that we don't even know. I'm like, absolutely they do. So, but that's a seed and that's what we're talking about. As a family, we have this vision. Why? Because somebody came up with a small group. They wanted to turn into a ministry, right? But it started as a small group and we all got on board and all of a sudden we're just sending cards all over the place and people are being blessed through a simple card. It's a seed. It's a seed, man. So anyway, we all got to be on the same page. We all have to be doing this together as citizens of heaven, right? We can't be coming against each other. If we're coming against anything, it better be the enemy and not, not what we're trying to do as a family. Uh, well, I'll go back. I just feel, I don't want to read all that, but I might. I want to jump down. There's so much I could read. Philippians 2, let's go down to verse 12. Verse 12, it says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. All right, so so what this is, is is Paul's talking, and this is one of the, the four 
uh, prison epistles that Paul wrote and sent out to the churches. So this is one of those. So he was in prison and he's sending it to the church of uh, Philippi and he's trying to tell them, one, he's proud. This is like the first church that he's really proud of. Like they're doing an amazing job. Like they are pouring into people, loving on people. He is shining through them, right? And, and they're changing things. But he's saying, he's just trying to encourage them. So this was probably one of the, the, the latter uh, letters that he wrote. And he's trying to tell them to follow his instructions because you did it when I was there. So now I needed you to do it when I'm not there, right? Because I'm not always gonna be here. So in verse 14, it says, do everything without complaining or arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run my race in vain and that my work was not useless but I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice and I will share your joy. So he's telling you right here how to do it, right? So if you ever wanna know what's this walk supposed to look like, there you go. How do you plant a good seed? It tells you do everything without complaining or arguing. It's quiet in here right now. It's really quiet right now. Everybody's like, ooh, without complaining or arguing so that nobody can criticize you. Because what seed are you planting? You might not even get a chance to plant a good seed if the first thing that comes out of your mouth is criticism or arguing. All of a sudden you planted a bad seed and now what you plant will grow. <laughs> so you can't have a bad day. I love it when I say something like that and it just gets really quiet. People are like... Well, you never have a bad day. No, I have bad days. But we're not supposed to have bad days. And we can have good days through choice. And every day can get better. We can get better at that if we actually focus on that. And when it starts to come out of your mouth, you reel that thing back in as fast as possible and go, hang on. I'm just criticizing. I'm just complaining. I'm just arguing. It says, Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Shining like a bright light in the world. It's hard to shine like that. I mean, I'm telling you that there's a difference. There's a kingdom in a world, right? There's a lot of bad things happening out there and you just can't blend in with that and say, I'm a Christian. You just can't say, well, I'm a Christian. I go to church on Sunday. No, are you a Christian or do you know him? Do you know of him or do you really know him? Because if you say you really know him, then you're going to be different than you were yesterday. Does it mean you're not going to make mistakes? No, but what it means is that you know him and you know who loves you that much. And now you can start changing inside and making differences in other people's lives because you can walk this thing out. I'm telling you, but we're going to plant something. Just because you wake up on the wrong side of the bed doesn't give you a right to go ruin somebody's day. Because you might not be ruining a day, you might be ruining an eternity. Right? So in other words, your opinion doesn't matter. So, so you have an opinion, guess what? Keep your opinions to yourself. It's your opinion, keep it yourself. I know, it's getting serious now. But I have an opinion about a lot of things. 
But I'm very careful about what I let come out of my mouth. Because if I say it, it can affect a lot of people. Same with you. So when you go to work, if you go in and just because you don't like where you work, maybe you're not at your job so you can like it. Maybe you're there because you need to change it. Maybe you're the change agent. Maybe you're the seed that was planted. Maybe you're the one that's supposed to go in and change the atmosphere in your work. But see, it's always about us. It's selfishness. You're like, oh, I got this job. I hate this job. I'll never get it. Whoa, you're there for a reason. If you don't like the atmosphere, change it. That's why he put you there. I'm telling you, how do you make a difference in the world? You change things. You resemble him in everything we do. He made us in his image and likeness. Same way he made Jesus. That's how he made Jesus, right? And then he made us, right? So we are, we are supposed to be just like that. So you can do it. You can't say, well, you don't know what happened to me. It doesn't matter what happened to you. I'm sorry that it happened. But it doesn't give you a right as a Christian to go out and treat people the same way. But see, hurt people hurt people. And that's not right. We have to make a choice that if I'm following him, then it's all about him and not about me. And everywhere I go, I got to listen to him and do what he tells me to do. Which means if you have to apologize to somebody that you don't like, I'm sorry. If you got to humble yourself in front of people, I'm sorry. It's not about you. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is huge. Mm. Galatians 6, 7 through 10. This will tell you everything you need right here. Galatians 6, 7 through 10 says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. So if you're gonna harvest what you plant, what are you planting? And if you're like, man, Life is just crazy for me. I just, every, something's bad's happened to me all the time. What are you planting? Because it says you reap what you sow, right? So you harvest what you plant. So if I plant good fruit, I should get fruit, good fruit. And if I plant bad fruit, I'm probably going to get bad fruit. I'll use bad vegetables because fruits are good. Vegetables are horrible. <laughs> They're all bad. If you plant something good like a cheeseburger, you're going to get a cheeseburger. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Verse 8. Verse 8 says, Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Man. I love the fact that he gives us like everything right here. This is why my favorite saying is, well, just read the Bible and do what it says. What a great tool. But we got to read this thing and do what it says. That's part of this. We got to obey and walk in. It doesn't mean we're perfect. No. Do I wish I was perfect? Absolutely. I want to get better and better each day because one day I would like to walk around like, man, like I just, I don't think I offended anybody today. I said, well, good day. I got to make anybody mad. I talked to everybody nice on the phone, prayed for everybody. 
I think that's one of my biggest things is, is praying for everybody. You know how many people call me and say, pray for me? <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'll pray for you. I make it a point that I go, if you ask me to pray for you, I'm stopping everything I'm doing right now. I'm going to pray for you on the phone. Or I'm going to pray for you in person or at Walmart or something. Because if I say I'll pray for you, I'll probably forget by the time I get to go do what I'm doing. Right? So that's what I'm working on. I just got to be honest with you. That's what I'm working on. Like, I know that I've got it right now. I've got I've to do some stuff with my mom that I don't know how to fix that. You know, I have my brother call me and go, hey, by the way, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the next of kin, so I've got to go down. I'm just going to go down and take what I want and then throw everything else away. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, there's three of us. <laughs> like, we kind of, and I said, so let me do that with you. I'll drive. We'll go down. We'll, we'll walk through some stuff. But in that process, I've got to mend relationships with a brother and a sister. I've got to do these things and, and, and try to figure out what to do with a, an estate and all those other things. But the point is, I'm going to have to humble myself because I still got to be the light in the darkness. I still got to plant a good seed, even with the ones that I love. <laughs> and it seems like the closest people to you are the ones that get the worst of you. Right? So why don't we start there? Start honoring and loving the ones that are the closest to us. Man, I don't know. Whew. I had a lot, and I don't know what else I want to talk about. And I think how we do that is going back to Philippians 1, 9. And this is what Paul wanted that church to do with everything. Philippians 1, 9, it says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. It says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. You know how easy it is to love somebody? I'm serious. We were born to love. What stops us is things that happen to us in our life and hurt from loving somebody and them not loving you back and all that other stuff. But this is supposed to be the easiest thing to do is to let the love of God that's in you flow out of you into everybody you come in contact with. And if you focus on the love, man, it is hard to be a jerk. It is hard to be negative. When every person you look at, you're like, I'm supposed to love you. <laughs> so I'm just going to love you. Now, does that mean that they run you over and do whatever? They, no. You, you can love through correction. You can love through a lot of things. But man, there, there's a way to do it. Just remember the seed you're planting. Remember what it is you're doing when you plant that seed. Remember, you might not be able to see the results of it. Remember, you, you might just have to come water it again. Or somebody else might have to come water it. Right? So everything you do, you got to do it with that thought and process in your mind. Love of Christ and everything you do. And I see it all the time. We have a great family for this. I mean, we help people out. We're, we're moving people today. We moved people the other day. Brandon moved like, I don't know, 30 people last week. <laughs> he even cut my chain to get my trailer <laughs> to do that. I mean, that's, which meant his wife had to drive with a bunch of kids in the car to come do that. And, and he didn't do it screaming and arguing. He did it out of love of Christ inside of him saying, I just want to 
plant a seed, man. I just want to water a seed. I, I, just, I just want to be part of that process. All right? So, so that's my challenge to you this week, and not only this week, but everything you do. You know, we're back in school. Teens are back in school. What are you doing in school? Right? And there's people that's probably picked on you, said something to you. Are you blessing them or are you cursing them? Come on. Yeah. Bless them. You know, the easiest way to love on somebody that you don't like, pray for them. <laughs> Just pray for them. And guess what? If they're picking on you at the time, pray for them at that moment. It's wonderful. <laughs> you're like, hang on one second. I know you're yelling at me and picking on me. But man, Lord, will you bless them right now? Will you touch their lips and their tongue right now, Lord? You got to remember who's behind you. The army of angels behind you. Like, quit looking at the obstacle in front of you and look at who's behind you. That's like, hey, we got your back, by the way. Just be bold. Be brave. Go ahead. We got you. So good. But yeah, school's big on that. You guys are back in school. What are you doing? Are you being a light everywhere you go? Weston told me about that with the football team. Right? You said, I'm going to be a light on the football team. Come on. That's huge. That's what you need. You need somebody that's willing to say, I want to be different than everybody else. It doesn't mean that he doesn't get to hit somebody and like rock their world. <laughs> it just means that he gets to pick them up when he gets done and goes, man, Jesus loves you, man. Like, put your helmet back on. That was a good hit. <laughs> Did you feel the love of God come through you? <laughs> that was the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, sometimes you just got to let it go. But anyway, that's kind of what, it was weird. I was driving back and uh, we didn't get in until one o'clock in the morning. And so I was like, Lord, I usually get up at three. So I'm like, whew, it's going to be a short night, Lord. And you still didn't give me anything to talk about. <laughs> Which he doesn't. Like he likes to hit me first thing in the morning. And, uh, but he kept throwing the seeds out there. So that's my challenge is what kind of seeds are you, are, are, are you actually planting? And here's the thing, maybe you planted a bad seed. You know what happens if you plant the wrong seeds in a garden? You dig them up or get something you didn't want. And sometimes there'll be seeds planted in places you don't think they were planted and all of a sudden something good comes out of something bad. Here's a for instance. We have pigs at our house. And at some point I must have fed them a salad with a tomato in it. Because out of the pig pen grew a huge tomato plant. They were good. <laughs> but I'm thinking, why are there tomatoes in the pig pen? Like they're growing up on, a, they would wrap the vine all around the fence and everything. And I'm like, and they were those little cherry tomatoes. I'm like, I don't even remember feeding them tomatoes. I said, but a seed went somewhere because it just started growing on its own. And I was like, come on. So here's the thing. You don't know what situation you're in and what's going on. And you don't know what God wants to do with that. You're just called to plant the seed. You're just called to be nice to people and love on people. Be Jesus to them. You might be the only Jesus they ever meet, right? So, so you only have one thing to do is do what he wants you to do. That's it. That's right. Say hallelujah, man. You're going to raise that hand. Just mm. It's my prayer corner right there. But yeah, this is, but that's what I wanted you to do. You know, think about that this week. What seeds are you planting? If you did plant something wrong, go back and fix it. See if you can change that. See if you can change that. And maybe you're not planting, maybe you're just watering, but that's okay. 
Don't give up. You know, sometimes you go to talk to somebody and you plant a seed, you don't even know it. Then next time you see them, you just love on them a little bit more. Next time you love on them a little bit more. Next time you love on them a little bit more. And the whole time they're growing on the inside. And one day it just, boom, it just hits and their life is changed. So if we really think about that and we don't, and we're not selfish, so it's not about us. And it's not about, well, you know, I talked about God, how much God loves you and how much he wants to, to take care of you. And there's a lot of people that go, yeah, but you don't know what's happened to me. Like, if he really loved me, would this have happened? And my only answer to you is that he gave his son for you. Period. So if he didn't love you, he wouldn't have done that. So bad things happen, things happen, I get it, but he loves you. You need to remember that. And if you can get over that obstacle where it's all about you and what's happened to you and just say, you know what, I'm gonna lay that aside and I'm just gonna understand how much he loves me because he gave his son for me, That'll change everything you do in your life. That'll change your perspective. That'll change how you walk, how you talk. Doesn't mean things won't be hard, but it means as you go through them, he will support you and lift you and comfort you and give you peace and give you guidance and strength and knowledge and all those good things. Amen? Come on, stand on your feet. We're done. Come on. You are like, it's only 11.55. Pastor DJ don't need sleep anymore. Come on in. Nice and tired and then we'll get out of here. What was that? You want to talk? <laughs> Our students are brave to you. Give them a mic. Unless it's him. So guys, I just really, uh, man, I just know God can do amazing things through us. So that was just kind of a reminder of what he wants to do in you and through you and how he wants to bless you. But man, he has a big calling on your life. A big calling. And sometimes we don't know what that is. And sometimes it's just a little seed. Being nice to somebody. Walking in someplace and just loving on somebody. Smiling at somebody at Walmart. At the checkout line. Where they're watching you like a hawk as you scan your own items. And checking your bag when you leave to make sure you scanned all your items. <laughs> Bless them too. Be nice to them too. Love on them too. Or you drive through it, you know, go through a drive-through and they're rude. Well, why don't you just compliment them when you're going through? I'm telling you, it's funny how many times people will come up to you and say, there's something different about you. That's huge. That's a compliment. You're supposed to be different. We, we, we are not supposed to look like the world. We're not supposed to talk like the world. We're not supposed to walk like the world. We're supposed to look, talk, walk like him. All right, so the more we work on that, man, I'm telling you, the more we do these things, the more you walk this out. And this isn't walking out as, as works, like I have to do these things to get where I want to go. This is all because of him. You just start changing inside. Right? Things just change inside of you and you just want to be a good person. And the fruit should be displayed. Right? So if he's working in you, we should see it in the fruit in you. Right? There should be fruit off that. So Father, man, you see the hearts in this room. Lord, I don't know who this message was for this morning, but Father, you just see it. You know it. You, you read their mail from the moment they walked in. 
So, Lord, I ask you to, to bless us today, be with us today. Give us the courage and, and the ability to just walk around and just bless people and, and, and be a good influence on people, Lord. Let, let us plant good seeds, Lord. Hmm. Give us the, the boldness to not look like the world, but to actually come and, and change somebody's perspective by how much we actually love them and how much your love flows through us into them. Hmm. Give us boldness to walk into our job this week, our school this week, wherever it is that we go this week. Give us that ability to, to go in and change the atmosphere. Hmm. Use us to plant, use us to, to water, use us to harvest, whatever you want to do, Lord. We just want you to know that we love you and, and we want to walk in obedience and we want you to have your way in everything we do. Hmm. So, Father, any bit of discord, any bit of disunity, any bit of selfishness and pride, and Father, get, we, we, we ask you to take that right now. We don't want any of that, Lord. Let us be humble. It doesn't have to be our way or the highway. Lord, let it be your way. So we ask you for that correction, Lord. Work in us and through us in everything we do. And we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And here's the thing. If you don't have that relationship where he's talking to you that way, if you, if you don't have that relationship where you can say that, that I actually, I'm, I speak to him, I spend time with him, you can do that yourself. You don't need anybody to lay hands on you or pray over you. And, but man, you can make an ultimate decision to just say, you know what, Lord, I just need you in my life and, and I'm gonna surrender to you and I want you to have your way and then start trusting him in that. Man, so you have that option today to, to not leave the same way you came is to leave better and, and prepared and, and we can a answer questions and we can help you along the way and, and what we call discipleship, which is disciple learning of this disciplined learning of, of trying to show you different things. But basically what I believe discipleship is is coming alongside you and letting you watch somebody who's doing it right and walking beside you as a family saying, hey, this is how you do this. This is how you handle this. I mean, I don't, you just don't need to read a book for that or anything. You just got to come alongside people and trust them. But if that's a decision you're going to make today, just you make that decision right where you're at and let us know. We're going to have prayer partners. Um, they'll be at the crosses on either side. So maybe I talked about something today that you said, well, I need to do better. I need to do better. I got to plant better seeds. Because I really believe we we all have pockets of seeds and one's a good seed and one's a bad seed. And you get to choose what hand and what pocket you pull the seeds from, right? They're going to be good or they're going to be bad. So, so Lord, I just ask that you just touch everybody in here and those that are having struggling with the fact that they like to plant the bad seeds sometimes, Father, just work on their hearts. But you can go talk to a prayer partner. We want to pray for you over those things. We want to help you walk through those things. That's what we want to do. That's what our prayer partners are for. We're here to pray for you. Oh, man. Well, Lord, we just ask you to have your way then. Have your way. Do what only you can do in our lives. Change us. Mold us. And just comfort us in everything we're going through.
Everything we have to do, Lord, just be in us and through us. So, Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, guys. We look forward to seeing you next week. Don't forget about the moving thing this week, uh, 2.30 today. Talk with Kevin. I love y'all. Be blessed. Don't forget prayer partners. Get prayer. And we'll see you guys next week.